I'm Tyler, pterodactyl with a T-Rex head dentering. I'm Connery. It's always happy hour at Margaritaville Hanson. <laughs> and with us today is... Jefferson Goldblum Fugit. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, isn't in this movie, but I thought it was still like the best, uh, the closest nickname. I think it works Not great. a lot of memorable lines in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Yeah. And I mean, it's really a fanboy tribute to the original anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't Jeff, matter. As, Jeff a, as a piece forever. of film, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't <even> matter. <laughs> uh, and this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Today, we're talking about the fourth installment in the Jurassic Park franchise. I almost said trilogy, but that yeah. wouldn't make sense. Jurassic World. The Jurassic Saga. Yes, thank you. As the new trailers indicate for Dominion, the Jurassic Saga ends. <laughs> Until the prequels come out. Yes, uh, exactly. Jurassic Park, the mining years, looking for all the <laughs> mosquitoes. <laughs> it's going to be a uh, Paramount Plus miniseries about the making uh, of Jurassic Park, uh, much like a la The Offer. <laughs> oh my god, could <laughs> you imagine? Like, Any them big first The Offer fans out there? <laughs> what's that a, <laughs> Raise your what's hand. That a prequel oh. to? It's about the making of the Godfather. Oh. It's about yeah, it's about the mob's involvement, right? That's interesting. In, in yeah, in part. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's uh it's like taken from the writing of like the producer of the Godfather. So I think the main character is the mm. producer of the film. So huh. it's definitely not R- Robert Evans produced it, right? Oh yeah, hey, yeah. So it is Robert Evans. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that who Miles Ta- Teller plays? Was yeah, Robert I think so. Evans? That is a far reach. That's a far reach. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so flattered. I'm like, Miles Teller's playing me in this movie? Oh, my God. You guys think I'm pretty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the amount of makeup time just to get that spray tan right <laughs> every single day. The fake teeth. And then you just put on some, like, lightly tinted sunglasses, and you're good. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong. It's Matthew Good plays Robert Evans, uh, which makes a little bit more sense. Uh, he's uh, he's he more, does? he's a little bit older, and I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if anybody could be I Robert. <laughs> Tilda Swinton could be Robert Evans. <laughs> <laughs> she could play anything. Yeah, she could play the phone book. <laughs> That'd be amazing. She could play the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> I guess w- the inevitable Patreon episode on the offer in six years from now. <laughs> that's when we'll come back to the offer because we already covered the Godfather movies, but uh. We're not doing the Godfather trilogy. We're doing the Jurassic World trilogy mm-hmm. now. And uh, before we talk about it and all of our wonderful, beautiful thoughts on this uh, first installment of the second trilogy of the Jurassic Saga, <laughs> going to do our <laughs> usual segment of What's New? <laughs> Thank you, Connery. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just anything new we've been consuming, uh, mostly media. <laughs> Watching, listening to, playing. Uh, could be food. Could, could be, be food. any <laughs> personal life event that's been going on recently. Um, it could but be yeah, food. <laughs> what's new with you, Connery? Let's start with you. Um, food. It's it's new. Uh, no. Um, I'm trying to think about that because I feel like I've been welching on my my actual like media watching these days. Where uh, I will say that. Uh, I started playing a game I rather like called Returnal. Uh, it's a really fun roguelite for the PS5. Um, you're a woman who crash lands on a strange alien planet, and let's just say everything might not be as it seems, but it's kind of a 
roguelite run and gun kind of shooter game which is really fun with like a rom-com of a game right yeah, yeah rom-com of a game <laughs> yeah with with lots of us uh, called uh not bullet time but um what's that what's the phrase or it's like um just a million little orbs like flying at you trying to like weave bet- right between the right spot i don't know what that means but whatever basically it's like one of those games where you're meant to die and you just have to keep trying to survive yeah, through get, levels yeah, just right? getting, like better and better and mm. better and better every time you do it or at least that's the point is you get better every time you die but but yeah you know you, you get unlock something new your skill improves every time like just this morning i was like for the past few days I was, i've been playing it on and off just as like something to chill and play while my mind kind of just like rests and yeah. and just listen to a podcast and i'm like oh man this game's really hard like it's harder than i remembered and this morning, I finally was kind of like mindlessly playing it, and I just I beat it again this morning, and I was like, "Oh, all right, I guess I got good enough, or I had a good enough like loadout that run. Cool, good for me, anyway." Oh, guess I'm that good. I'm that good. I can listen to Teachers Lounge and do that at the same time. You know what? Maybe that's something I'll finally recommend on this show: the Teachers Lounge podcast. I love that Ooh. show so goddamn much. Wow, this is big coming from you, Connery, who yeah. sees every other podcast as an enemy. Yeah, I see every other podcast as an enemy except for them. I there can only be one. Exactly. Those are my feelings exactly, Jeff. And I'm like, and I will immediately bend the knee to them. I think the guys who do are this improv troupe called Big Grande, um, Dan Lippert, who was in uh, Paranormal Paranormal Activity Plus that we covered, or what is, what's that one actually called, Tyler? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, Next of Kin. Next of Kin, yeah. He's in Next of Kin, but he's really, really funny as well. Uh, I, I feel like I can't remember the other guy's name. Drew Traver, I think, is one of the other guys. He's hysterical, too. He's on the other two, that show where um, a brother and sister, their little brother gets mm. famous, and they have to like mm-hmm. kind of just wellow in like their mediocre lives, and he's really funny in that as well. And the other two guys are just hysterical in their own right as well. But I love their whole improv troupe. I love their show. It's just basically about a group of four teachers, like, slowly devolving into insanity over the course of, like, nine or ten seasons, I think. As, like, they just, like, they're teachers. And then all of a sudden, oh, they're homeless on the streets of, like, New York City and, like, just being complete lunatics. And uh, I love it so much. And hanging out with OJ for some demented reason. And... <laughs> Anyway, I, I love the show a lot, and that, I'll recommend that every single time anybody asks me what podcast to listen to. I'm like, Teacher's Lounge. <laughs> He's like, hey, Connery, you have a podcast. I go. Or no, they don't know that you have a podcast. Yeah. They're like, hey, Connery, what podcast should I listen to? And you're like, Teacher's Lounge. Teacher's- and then you, just in your head, you're like, fuck, 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 I should have said mine. <laughs> I should have said mine. Well, if I don't want to be vain, I'll, I'll not say mine. <laughs> no, you, you should always say ours. Oh, yeah, you know I do. I'm like, well, I have a podcast. Every time I'm out in the town... Someone approaches me and they say, hi, wh- how, how are you? I'm like, I have a podcast. I'm Connery. It's called The Franchise. You're at Trader Joe's and the friendly cashiers. It's like, how are you doing today? And you're like, I have a podcast. And they go, I do too. Like, it's not, it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened to me when I was uh, for work. I was uh, staying at a hotel that, like, production was paying for or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I pull up to, like, check in. And then the guy was like. Oh, because I had audio equipment in my in the, in my trunk because I was gonna record an episode while I was there, and uh, he's like, "Oh, uh, what's with that?" I'm like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I have a podcast," and like the concierge <laughs> guy was like, "Oh, I have one too. You should check it out." <laughs> so, <laughs> D- did you? Uh, not yet, but he was really nice, <laughs> so I really should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many. I'll plug it next time. Yeah, do that. Plug the concierge. He was he was really nice. Is the reason you want to listen to his podcast? Um. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's better than him shouting at me yeah. about it, I guess. But, like, wh- I mean, wh- is it about being a concierge? 
<laughs> he has no other hobbies. His life is just concierge. <laughs> I mean, he spends the majority of his time as a concierge, right? I like mean, forty you hours a week. That, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's new with me, <laughs> Tyler. What's new with you? Oh, I was just gonna say, you have you watched We're Back: A Dinosaur Story yet? I haven't yet. No, I need that. I'll okay. do that for um, Fallen Kingdom. Because you keep telling me to do it. Well, yeah, because you, you have this quest that you've been doing it every episode, and while well, I get to wander around like a free spirit. Yeah. Um, Jefferson, thoughts on We're Back, A Dinosaur Story? Have you seen that? Do you remember that movie? No. <laughs> I, what, I don't know what you're talking about. It's the one with, like, it's John late Goodman. 90s, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, John Goodman voices movie? a T-Rex. Uh, and animated. Yes. Yes, it's animated. Then in late 90s, I gave up on all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. And they're Stop uh, pointing it out. It came out in '93, <laughs> the same year as Jurassic Park. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Was it a Fox release? If it was a Fox animated movie, then I didn't watch it. Mm. I think Anastasia was the only one I actually did from Fox, and it was uh, interesting. Well, you went on a journey to the <laughs> past. That wasn't fun for you. You haven't heard there's a rumor in St. Petersburg. A rumor in St. Petersburg? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the Once Upon a December that is now a weird. Christmas song? Yes. Which I think is a, yeah, it's an odd choice, but okay. <laughs> it has the word December in it, and that's why Christmas took <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like uh, favorite things from, uh, from uh, Sound of Music. Sound of Music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They t- you talk about brown paper packages. Right it has to be Christmas. <laughs> oh, they're talking about Christmas, and now the song's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except that's how we sent mail back then. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically talking about an Amazon package in the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. The equivalent. <laughs> Connor, I'm glad you know every song ever because I don't know any song ever. <laughs> you know what the so- that song was, Sound of Music. I don't. I love Sound of Music. Really? Yeah, I it's don't know. It's a Christmas song. Yeah. It's le- like legitimately played every single year. Like, when the as, dog as much as bites, anything. when the bees Oh, sings, yeah, now I know it. When know I'm it. feeling <laughs> sad. T- Tyler needed the breakdown. Yeah, he needed the breakdown to, yeah. to remember it. Um, <laughs> yes, I did. Con- Connery, so I'm expecting next week for you to tell me all about uh, Jay Leno's performance as Vorb in uh, We're Back a Dinosaur he Story. He is in Dinosaur Story. He's a Triceratops, <laughs> isn't he? I don't know. I think he's a Triceratops. <laughs> All right. Well, if you don't tell us about it next week, I will pull out my 3D printed Velociraptor sound thing and I'll call him <laughs> my way and and uh, make you scared like Sam Neill. <laughs> um, what's new with me? I watched Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV Plus. It's basically like a Planet Earth type show, mm. except with dinosaurs. Uh, David Attenborough is the narrator, much like Planet Earth. Uh, I've always loved those shows. They're like BBC productions of, uh, like, uh, what's what's the word? Like uh, nature documentaries, yeah. like wildlife documentaries, and uh, I don't know if for some reason you haven't seen Planet Earth. They're just uh, like photographers and videographers and stuff that just like stay in like underneath snow and everything, <laughs> waiting for like a snow leopard to show up for like three months, and then like maybe they do. But they're just like really beautiful photography, and then Planet Earth two used like all, even more like modern technology and stuff to capture some really cool stuff. Um, I remember I thought you'd do that for a long time. I was like, Tyler will probably eventually be some kind of nature photographer. <laughs> I wanted to I mean, be. Don't rule it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could just end up doing that at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. But then I also learned that uh, it's better. Like they prefer it if you have like a biology degree or like an environmental degree mm-hmm. or something over video or f- photography. Uh. Well, you're going to get the yeah. best shot of the cheetah while they're going to be talking about the stupid cheetah. 
<laughs> yeah, scaring it away. Yeah. Although they might know where to look where the cheat is. Yeah, and you that's won't, true. Because you're like, that's, they, yeah. they have guides that take them there. Like, they're not looking for them that's by true, themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just go, eh, where's the cheetah in the sky? I don't know. <laughs> well, we, we filming this little, this little birdie. It's a tweet. <laughs> I'm from New York City. <laughs> I don't know anything about snow leopards. <laughs> oh, I'll just say real quick, prehistoric planet. Yeah, it's basically like planet Earth, uh, but, you know, with CG creations. And I was complaining last weekend about the Disney film Dinosaur and how all I wanted was for the dinosaurs to not talk. And I just wanted, like, a dinosaur nature documentary. Mm -hmm. And this is basically that. <laughs> yeah. And it's really amazing. And I wrote down some notes in a separate thing that I failed to pull up. But uh, it goes very nature documentary where it's like showing this herbivore that like just eats like wet grass all the time. <laughs> and it's just like it just shows him fully like eating grass. And then there's like a pooping sound. And then it Ugh. shows his like poop floating in the water. Um, <laughs> and like the tiny bugs that eat the poop or something like that. Yeah, basically. Ew. It's very like scientific and biological that way or it's just like i don't know if we really want to see mean, the dinosaur poop but they do it and there's also yeah, a, but the, like that's what they have to analyze too is like right. the insects that ate the poop and so like they have to do all that like backwards investigation yeah to figure out what the dinosaur actually <laughs> and that's <laughs> how we clone dinosaurs sounds fun there's exactly. a tastefully covered uh t-rex sex scene oh like a little black bar <laughs> nice there's no, there's a giant fern that's like covering them. It's <laughs> 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 like I kind of want to see mean, that though. I'm like, how does this work? <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I think you get the gist without them showing like. Oh, David Apparently Attenborough like really goes unedited into version. <laughs> David Attenborough goes into like really like explaining what's going on behind the fern. Yeah, and you just hear him breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> David Attenborough or the yeah. dinosaurs? David, David Attenborough. Oh, man, if only you guys could see this. <laughs> he thinks it's real. I heard there's a copy of the unedited version floating around the internet. Just he just, he's just like in this voice box because that's like where he is looking at a blank green screen just like, oh, my God, it's in my head. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyways, I highly recommend Prehistoric Planet. It's uh. It's really if you ever wanted a nature doc about dinosaurs, it's it's really beautiful. And there's a bunch of new dinosaurs that I didn't know about. Um, there's like some that live in the the tundras, like mm. in the snow and everything. Mm. And they're still like almost as big as a T Rex. Whoa. And still cold blooded and everything. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And uh, Velociraptors look very different from how we think they do from Jurassic Park. Really? I'll just say that. But are they big dumb birds? <laughs> Uh, they're big, smart birds, oh, smarter right. than a primate. That's right, smarter say. than a primate. <laughs> well, I think didn't like between uh, the original Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, there was a bunch of research on Velociraptors that came out, and they're like, "crap, we have to redesign them a little bit." And that's why like blue has a blue streak. And that's yeah, pretty I much feel it. like that's like all they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like okay, we upgraded. Yeah, like this is what they look like now. There is one line that like excuses everything in the movie, but we'll get to it. But before that, what's <laughs> new with you, Jefferson? I uh, well, you said you were you started watching a show. Yeah, so on HBO Max, uh, Made for Love, we watched season one. Uh, what was it back in like over the holidays? And they're only like six or eight episodes long each season. Mm -hmm. There's two, mm -hmm. and season two just dropped. It's really good. It's uh, it's the first show in a while I've seen. It's like completely different i don't know how to explain it other than that like this like it's not it's it's situational in nature but it's also the most fucked up situation you can think of it's uh she she marries 
She's from like a podunk town. She goes on one date with a guy who runs like the company like Google, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's the in the show it's Gogol, G O G O L. And um, yeah, and uh, she goes on one date with him, and he's like, "Hey, let's do something crazy. Let's get married." And then he ends up kind of like uh, kidnapping her after they're they're married, or imprisoning her ah. in his like his fortress in the desert, where he's got like everything he'll ever need, and he's be- he's become a shut in and everything, and. Uh, he gives her this beautiful life, but it's also like she can't ever leave. She can't even see her family. Uh. She, she she's in there for ten years, and then she finally breaks out. And then she once she breaks out, she's not really free of him. And then it's like the whole process of figuring out what to do with her life. This sounds intense. And I just found out. Yeah, it 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 isn't. It isn't. It's a comedy. It's got the um the woman um Kristen Malati. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, from uh, Palm Springs. Oh, um, oh, I love her. The the lead in Palm Springs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she's she's really really good in it. A similar character to that of Palm Springs, I'd say, but like really really good at it. Um and then Billy Manusen is the Gogol guy and um like he's supposed to be like the um garishly good-looking charming type that is also like slightly evil inside. Ooh. And then Ray Ray Romano plays her deadbeat dad. <laughs> and um uh, uh, and he's the, the the comedy sidekick, and then there's like other plot lines to it too. But it's uh, it's just really really good. And then I found out last night on the way home from Disneyland, Brianna was on Reddit, and uh, sure enough, Variety says they canceled it. What? So, oh. <laughs> so sixteen half hour episodes of your life won't kill you. Eight hours, and uh, it's a pretty good show. Maybe they'll resurrect it on something else. Netflix. Paramount Plus. Oh, <laughs> stop saying that one. Stop Tubi. saying that one. <laughs> To be, <laughs> to be, <laughs> or freebie, to be or freebie. What about four B? <laughs> the Four-B. the Bosch uh, sequel show is on freebie. <laughs> on freebie? Yeah. I thought Bosch, and oh, wow. every time, like, I feel like every year or so, I think about Bosch, and I'm like, D- I think that show ended after one season. I learned like, no, it has like nine seasons. <laughs> yeah, it went on and on. I hear it's really um, good. It's just yeah. like the ultimate dad show, but it definitely has dad show vibes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Made for Love. I guess uh, apparently Patty Harrison's also in it from I Think You Should Leave. Oh! I don't know. She plays who, she play? what, who does she look like? Uh, she's the Shark Tank oh, lady and in popcorn. I Think You Should Leave. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you totally lost me now. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Connor, you can recite it. I drink too much wine. I don't, have a, I don't have a lot of money. I just have a set amount that gets smaller and smaller until I die, unless I invest in your company. <laughs> She's also driving the car in like the instructional video. Oh, yeah, the, the, what's her job? Tables. Oh, she's in like four episodes of the oh, whole thing. Okay, maybe. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's good in it. She's good. In oh, it. She's so funny. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of a I don't know, just a typical small town drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> but like still in her twenties, so she's still able to function. That's good. Yeah, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's made for love on HBO Max. Now I want to check it out. Uh, it's canceled, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's canceled. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll just never there. watch it they now. Not, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. Now it's a relic. <laughs> Speaking of relics, oh. perfect segue. What? No, not you. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Ah oh, yes. Dino DNA. <laughs> We're back on Ila Nublar. 
I've seen so <laughs> many right. of these movies so I many times. I will never say Isla Nubar. <laughs> I think Hammond says Isla quite a bit. Isla Nubar. What? <laughs> no, because isn't it? It is Spanish, right? It is. Isn't the yeah. name Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. The original name is Scottish, and it means what rivers? And it's also a type of whiskey. It's also my daughter's name. Oh. <laughs> so you named your daughter after whiskey, huh? Well, so it's I've, I've only ever seen it spelled with a Y at the end. Yeah, and so uh, and so then right after she was born, I, I got a bottle of scotch, and uh, <laughs> sure enough, they spelled it without the Y. I was like, it's not Easley, it's Isla. Isla <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> what? Yeah, but it's it's named for the region that the scotch comes from. Mm. It's delicious. Oh, gotcha. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, also I bet it's delicious. Blue the dinosaur. <laughs> to eat? <laughs> Are we talking about eating again? Yeah, we're gonna eat blue the dinosaur. I guess we're I guess we're talking about Jurassic World now. Yeah, um, well, yeah, Jefferson. Before we talk about this movie and all of its details, we got to hear about your personal history. You are my uncle, and I have mentioned uh, my personal history, and so did Nicole, my sister, who was on the first episode of this series. Uh, so we definitely both mentioned you and Brianna, my aunt. So. <laughs> did we? Did we? Int- we didn't introduce you to the movie. I don't know if you directly introduced us, but like we just said that we watched it on VHS all the time at Grandma's house. Okay, yeah, because yeah, because Brianna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, like when it first came out, my wife Brianna uh, was obsessed with dinosaurs. Had like posters up in a room of different dinosaurs, like books and everything. Was obsessed with the different species and like you know the features they have. And then this movie came out. She tore everything down and never wanted to talk about dinosaurs again Whoa, for like because it wasn't for, like, cool a anymore year. or what. No, she was terrified of the movie. Oh. <laughs> so, it, what was it? Ninety three came out. Ninety five. Yeah, ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah, the year so of we my were birth. ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we were ten, and uh, that's fairly terrifying. Someone who's like nerding out on like the, you know, the, the paleobotanist side of things. <laughs> yeah, tearing down all her posts. Only reading things on paper, and then watching, watching the uh, nefarious. Lawyer get chopped in half in the in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, God, I wonder. I don't think I reintroduced her to it either. It's just one of those things where it's like you don't know what the um the, like the genesis of the the fandom was. You know, it's just it's just always been there, right? Yeah. Like right. I do remember seeing it in the theater and being like, "This is so cool." <laughs> but then it was in the theater for like two years because that's what they did back then. And uh, and then it came out on VHS, and that's probably when I started obsessing over it. Was when yeah, watching it over and over on VHS. Nice. Yeah, I do really yeah. wish they still did that with movies. Like uh, the big ones, they'll re-release just to get the extra like money to be like the top selling. Like they did that with Avatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing it again with <laughs> Spider-Man: No Way Home. I guess they are. Yeah, the extended but version <laughs> or whatever. It's always such a bummer. It's like, oh, I really wish I saw this movie in theaters. If it's like even a movie that's like five years old, it's like they should just bring old movies back in. Um, as someone who works in the film industry, I shouldn't say this, but I'm like, why do they got to keep making new movies? <laughs> just put some old movies back in the theater again. Don't that, we have this enough good. by now? <laughs> <laughs> it's just there's so much content out. Like, oh my god, some... I'm so dumb. I remember what my what new actually should have been. I saw Downton Abbey two, and literally the whole premise of that movie of that movie is they have like film people in their house, and they and like all the rich hoity toities there are like, ugh. Filmmaking, I hate that. So there's the tie in there. 
Oh, you can talk about it in Fallen Kingdom, yeah. which also has a mansion in it. Yes, it does. Okay, good point. Thank yeah. you. An Abbey-like yeah. structure. Yes, exactly. All right. Mint this whole section. Yes, I <laughs> scrub. No, scrub we'll keep it. it. Get, get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to speak too much for you, Brianna, but I feel like also uh, early, mid-90s was very much a time of uh, – well, I'm totally spacing on, on her name again. But just the whole like – Lex? No, just the the <laughs> the, uh, the artist that does like all the like the really like cutesy pop art stuff with like dolphins and oh Lisa Frank Lisa Frank thank you Lily oh. corrected me from the other side of the <laughs> my apartment <laughs> <laughs> at the same time as you did Jefferson um, yeah a very Lisa Frank and like um, call it cutesy it's like. It's like uh, an LSD trip for little girls. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there like a Paul Frank monkey or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It really gained popularity, well, for us, popularity later. Yeah. yeah. Because it became like the, like, I listen to Green Day and well, I wear Paul Frank. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody Say, understands me. Saying cutesy is, uh, I guess, uh, un- I didn't mean it to sound demeaning. Like, it is more psychedelic, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Echo the yeah. Dolphin came out on Sega yeah. Saturn. I just remember yeah. all this from my childhood, from your guys' childhood. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then I guess Brianna, I didn't think about that part, but I guess. You know, she wanted to do more marine biology. Yeah, 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 and uh, she wanted to study things, and like you know, it was all on paper at that point. And then Jurassic Park really, really made dinosaurs real for her. Mm. <laughs> and that was a little bit too much to take yeah. all in one, all in one dose. At ten years old. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Velociraptor is opening doors. It's pretty scary. Yeah. You know, I think she, I think she actually read the book before she saw the movie too, which uh, is huh. weird to think. Like, there's the book is not. It doesn't spare any details either, you know. So, to <laughs> I don't know. I guess you kind of maybe sensory it's sound in your mind, but the movie's not. It doesn't matter. It, it unnerved her for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she came back to it. Yeah, she definitely found it again. Now we obsess over it. We saw it when it came out for the what was it the twenty twentieth twenty fifth anniversary where they did it in um three D. Mm, yeah, saw that in the theater. Um, there's like seven of us in the theater in Santa Clarita watching that. <laughs> yeah. Remember when 3D was like a really big deal for like a hot minute? Yeah, because of Avatar. Yeah, because yeah, of Avatar. Yeah. Because of James Cameron. Uh, <laughs> what do you think he'll do yeah. this time? He'll like throw buckets of water at us for way of water when the movie's out? I think so. Smell-o-vision. Smell-o-vision. Yeah. Remember the little cards you'd scratch and sniff at the, <laughs> the right time in the movie? We all have to like scratch your up card? one no. of those like, no- nostril tubes to us <laughs> and we just breathe in the yeah. air of Pandora. It'll be like uh, the fifties scarathon things where there's skeletons coming out of the, like falling out of the ceiling of the the theater, like fake skeletons, but they'll be like Navi flying around or just something. Like, just like inflatable blow up Navi, like falling slowly from the from the ceiling. Yeah. But uh, what about for you, like as someone else in the film industry, where these movies like did they? Uh, I don't know, blow your mind as a kid and inspire you in any way, or? Oh yeah, totally. No, those yeah. are like the formative years, right? So yeah, uh, like. That was the height of my love of Steven Spielberg too. Mm-hmm. Like it was like this guy's insane. Like <laughs> he did Indiana Jones. He did you know he did Jurassic Park. He's done every action movie I can think of. E. T. You know yeah. Um, and thinking that he was the end all be all of film, like where film is going and where it should be going, right? You right. Know? And then, yeah. <laughs> and then like uh, what was the later ones he did that really screwed the pooch? Um, <laughs> I just remember watching like uh, closer to like college years, maybe in my uh, college years, watching some of his movies and being like, 
oh, what was I thinking with this guy and being totally like disenfranchised by the whole thing? <laughs> like the terminal? Uh, the terminal. Yeah, I remember being just like meh about the terminal. But that was even later. What about was... Bridge of Spies? Bridge of Spies. <laughs> that was much later. I'm, I am like these dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, Jurassic nature. <laughs> Jurassic. Geriatric. <laughs> Steven. Let's see, Spielberg. I'm I mean, you like Hook, too, right? Oh, Hook's fun. Oh, but Hook was like 95, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hook was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. And then, because like, my, my knowledge of like filmmaking got bigger, and then his movies seemed to get smaller and more like grandpa-y. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, as he got older, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, I I don't care about any of this. <laughs> oh man, poor Steve. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he had like three decades where he was the king. Yeah. So he's all I right. <laughs> I still like cer- certain ones of his movies a lot, like newer ones that have come out. Yeah. But it that was really like in the like you know from the late seventies or mid seventies to almost like i guess the mid 90s yeah, really mid-90s and like the mid 90s is really like his huge like oh he's like the biggest filmmaker in the world because mm-hmm. he did all the indiana jones you know and uh hook while not critically loved <laughs> I, I think a lot of people have a lot of love for that movie um then jurassic park schindler's list movie more than yeah oh yeah schindler's list but i quote i quote hook more than I like to admit, like and like yeah. it doesn't matter if no one gets reference. Right. I'll just be like, the children were screaming, the children were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. But that line is just so hilarious. I I realized the moment uh, I just found his uh, his IMDb. I realized the moment I started to see the <laughs> behind the curtain of Steven Spielberg. It was AI. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. It was a big turd. Wasn't it? <laughs> I 2001. Mean... It was the year I graduated high school, too. So it's like, yeah, I think I know everything. And then here comes this movie. And it's like, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> it's a very weird, like, left field movie that I I do like a lot, but it's very depressing. And um, it's, it's definitely not the same feel. And it, he like, you know, like uh, he did it because Kubrick wanted him to do it. Oh. Yeah. So it's just like a weird you know, movie. He'd screw it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like the flesh fair? <laughs> no. And like it and, and 2001 was such a weird time too when like yeah. everything was so polished and commercialized at the same time. Like, you know, you have Christina Aguilera's and, and Backstreet Boys and NSync and like everything is like manufactured and mm-hmm. uh, like no rough edges whatsoever, but like in the worst way possible. And that's what AI is a product of is that that whole era. Yeah. Very like I just remember like very like high key lighting and yeah yeah a lot of fails you can't win them all <laughs> you can't win them all yeah and he, I mean you know West Side Story was great yeah I've I've I've, I've heard mixed <laughs> said, things said honestly. no one ever I've, I've heard mixed <laughs> things about his West Side Story some people would be like it's really really good and other people would be like oh it sucks <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information West Side Story not one of my personal all-time favorite musicals so i was like i'm like oh it can just be there i don't need to actively see it yes what about lost world and jurassic park 3 uh lost world was one of those movies that like it came and went i remember like seeing on tv like the um like the behind the scenes you Mm -hmm. know vignettes and stuff and being like wow this looks super cool and then watching it being like oh that wasn't great but like i still love the dinosaurs you know like yeah it didn't it didn't pull me out of the franchise it wasn't that bad because there were still cool dinosaur moments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The gymnastics, though, I can never get. The gymnastics. <laughs> that, that really, that really cut deep. <laughs> like, like, wait, what is happening now? She, uh, she kicks a velociraptor out the door, out the window. I know, but it's so, it's, and it's also so derivative too of like, you know, like she wants they. We need a Lex-like character, yeah. so let's. let's um, she's a gymnast, and she, yeah, she's gonna save the day with her gymnast, <laughs> gymnastics rather. Yeah, a yeah. lot of stuff of it is very sequely. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But then uh, the the third one came out a little later, like I was a little older, and I was kind of like, I don't know if they could pull it off with the third one kind of a mentality. And I was like, oh, okay, they did a good job. And then I remember thinking, too, that just too much CGI, not enough practical stuff. Mm. But then, like, you know, after Jurassic Park, they never really did practical anything ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like this movie. Yeah, I was going to say, now, we're, now <laughs> like here we are at, at the space where nothing <laughs> yeah. was practical, so... Exactly. Yeah, I saw this in theaters with you and Brianna. Um, yeah, yeah. At I don't know an AMC. I don't think it matters what movie theater we saw it at, <laughs> but uh, we all saw it together. And I remember just us all being excited at a lot of like fan moments. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember specifically Brianna just turning to me when B D Wong shows up on screen, <laughs> just being like, "It's B D Wong," <laughs> just because Wong. he was been gone for so long. Yeah. And I like that yeah, he, he makes a return. Anything. Yeah. But um, what's your overall, yeah, thoughts on on this movie? So seeing it in the theater, uh, like you know, uh, just desperate for another Jurassic Park movie, I was so excited and went in like just kind of like shut off any kind of logic in my brain going into it because it's like <laughs> yeah. this is gonna be great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and uh, and you know even even um, Bryce Dallas Howard outrunning a t-rex in high heels i was like yeah i'm in i'm in we can do this <laughs> i love dinosaurs <laughs> yeah there were so many like little homages in the movie to the original that i was like okay cool they're like they're not trying to like you know reinvent the wheel or whatever this is this is awesome and and then to the point where uh spoiler alert uh i forget the name of the dinosaur is it oh, i always forget the name indominus the one, the swimming one the, oh no, mosasaur one it's the Mosasaur? Yeah, the Mosasaur yeah. comes jumping out of the water. I was like, oh, I did not see that coming. And it was like totally obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I was so into it and uh, just so happy with the whole thing that um, because it was close enough to the original uh, for me to like, you know, to, to just embrace it fully and just shut off my brain. But uh, Brianna was like, well, that was obvious from the beginning it was going to do that. I was like, not to me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're definitely someone who has seen a lot of movies and works in film. So you definitely know, like, just basically what's going to happen in most movies, <laughs> you know, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, like, that's you, fair to like say. You, you learn to pick out all of the foreshadowing and yeah. what it could potentially mean. And it's like, okay, I've seen it work this way. And the abacus starts rolling, you know, like sliding back and forth in the in the first act. <laughs> but, like, I totally shut my brain off for this movie. And yeah. I was sober. I was completely sober. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that, too. Um, so just was, the fact that... I was high on Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On your own supply of uh, <laughs> Indominus Rex. That's right. Yeah, just the, the the fact that you're able to like, there's a movie that you could just do that. That's that's worth it in itself, no matter like. Yeah, but it it really took setting it up with like you know twenty twenty years previously, the like the most amazing movie of my childhood, <laughs> right? You know, like to to really get to that point where I could shut my brain off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then the second one, just oh, we won't talk about that. You'll save that for the next podcast. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And how much it rules. Yes. <laughs> but I said to Tyler yesterday, I said, it's the Luigi's Mansion of the Jurassic World series. And guess what? Luigi's Mansion is great. 
<laughs> That's what I said yesterday. I'm like, Luigi's Mansion's good. <laughs> Let's go with sure. Yeah. Sure. It That's is. fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Connery, what are your thoughts on this movie? Real quick, like, just uh, your, your overall impressions. Overall impression. I felt like someone was puppeting a corpse at me. Um, that's how I felt <laughs> the entire time. Nice. So that's my that's my short impression. What about you? Um, you know, the first time I saw it, I enjoyed watching it in the theater, but the more I thought about it, I kind of really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I think the first time I saw it, I didn't like it very much at all, and then I rewatched it with Lily like years ago. I think be- I think she hadn't seen it before. Um, maybe she didn't rewatched it, but. Uh, yeah, and we're both just like, uh, I don't know, this just doesn't like, and I think we're pretty mad at it, because <laughs> it just mad. doesn't really feel <laughs> like Jurassic Park in a lot of ways, like it's trying to be really nostalgic at the same time. You guys can fuel each other's disdain when you watch movies together. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, we really do. Uh, but but oh, so watching when I'm it, there, <laughs> it's like, oh, stop being so, such a cynic all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job in the family. <laughs> <laughs> but when you and Lily do it by yourselves, it's totally fine. <laughs> Their house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but watching it this time, I did appreciate it more and what it was going for uh, and where it tries to be new while still trying to be like nostalgic at the same time. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with being nostalgic. It's just uh, some of the ways it does it doesn't really work super well for me, and other times it does. So I don't know. Watching it this time, I, I guess it's the, the third time I've seen it. It, it worked better, but That's still good. not, still not like amazing. That's how propaganda works, Tyler. <laughs> you keep watching it, eventually you bow down to it. Why do you think exactly. I love Star Wars so much, Jefferson? Because uh. <laughs> I've seen it. That's why I won't watch it. That's why I won't watch <laughs> That's it. Why I won't watch it. <laughs> Hey, you knew some. Na- you knew who Boba Fett was yesterday. Well, because of you. That's what I said. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And he, I, I found out like it's all like third-handed information. Like I hear people talk about it, and it's like, oh, so so Boba Fett never had any lines in the original. No. <laughs> What's this shoot first thing? I'm not asking questions, but I'll just wait for the answer to come because everyone fucking cares about it. <laughs> I learned it from you, nephew, and then runs away. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I guess we should talk about this movie, Jurassic World, uh, yeah. more directly. They were trying to make a fourth film for like a really long time, basically since Jurassic Park 3 came out. They had a bunch of different ideas that never really panned out, um, including making biological dinosaur human soldiers. My favorite soldiers. idea. My favorite <laughs> idea. What they should Which have kind done, of? if you ask me. <laughs> the scraps of that are in this movie with the whole like Vincent D'Onofrio constantly being like, Oh, we got to get dinosaurs on the battlefield. We got that'll save, that'll kill everybody. Yeah, like, like that'll work. No one will copy us. <laughs> and I guess Spielberg was looking for somebody to make these movies because he didn't want to do them or make <laughs> a new Jurassic movie. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably Picture kind of fourteen year old girl going, "Stop! I'm not doing it again. <laughs> Basically, Find someone else. <laughs> I have too much money. I don't need to. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like, eh, I did two of them. I don't want to do another." <laughs> I'm producer on every movie ever made at this point anyway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Transformers. I guess that kind of shows his his level of oversight mm-hmm. <laughs> on certain projects. It's like, yeah, he does not he's just got his name on it. Yeah, they, I don't know. Someone wrote mm-hmm. him a check and said, Can we use your name in the movie credits or like to advertise it at least? He's like, Yeah, sure, I don't care, do it. Crusty brand filmmaking. <laughs> the person who directed this, Colin Trevorrow, he did one movie before this, Safety Not Guaranteed. It's kinda like Pretty low-budget uh, indie movie about time travel, uh, and which I like enough. I like it 
It's pretty good. But I was like, all right, we'll see how this dra- new Jurassic Park movie goes based off of, like, one movie yeah. that was in short film. Made. He did a short film before that. Oh, did he? <laughs> was he the one who insulted George Lucas at, like, the red carpet to The Force Awakens or something? No. Oh, was that somebody else who was being mean to him for some reason? Or was yeah, George Lucas like, I'll destroy just... you? Oh. I'll destroy you. No, he was. That was a. Uh, that was Frank Marshall. Oh, okay. They were like messing around because they've been friends for a long oh, time. That's but funny. it did sound really aggressive. Um, <laughs> but this was like at the peak of like Marvel movies, also hiring directors that had done like one movie. Like, mm-hmm. and most of them are kind of like, I don't know. Like, this speaking is speaking of puppeting a dead corpse. <laughs> uh, there's a reason they do that. It's like you will answer to every yeah. question we have and you will do, make the movie we told you to make yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could probably pay them a lot less too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um and sometimes it does work miraculously. Like I think the new Spider-Man movies are pretty good and John Watts had only done one or two movies before that. He was like doing indie stuff before that. So, but yeah, there's just he, a lot didn't of Did he just walk away from the franchise too? Yeah, he walked away from doing Fantastic 4. That's what it was, yeah. Um and he's which... like I need a break from Marvel for a minute. I don't <laughs> yeah. blame him. Or from su- – I think he said superheroes, but you know it's because the Marvel Corporation. Yeah. 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 And I'm failing at coming up with other one-time directors that would go on to do movies, like especially for Marvel and stuff. But, um, yeah, that was just like a big thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, I guess, uh, you know, Jordan Vogt Roberts doing Kong Skull Island. Right, yeah. He had only done one small indie movie before that. So just these big high-concept movies with someone that – people can control basically so Mm -hmm. um but it seems like they uh in terms of the script they were given like like spielberg had some ideas uh but that he definitely wanted in there but they were still given like opportunity to change stuff up around a bit but yeah it it definitely i think it one thing well i mean it suffers from a few things but it definitely suffers from maybe too many ideas yeah yeah uh um because it's like, oh shit, we have to touch on everything. It's right. been what twenty years. We got to do all the things. Everyone's gonna be mad at us if we don't do it. like something, like one line about every aspect. Yeah, you like know they never mention though huh. the Barbasol can, and that drives me nuts to this day. Uh 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 uh. Yeah, they don't. They do say run like eight times. Uh-huh. Run! Yeah, that, that got a little old too. Yeah. My biggest, the two biggest pet peeves of the film that stand out though are. Um, the nephews, yes, yeah. that come to visit Claire. Yes, like why? No one cares. Like right. it's these cutaways. Just show me dinosaurs. Just show, show me, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, show me a gun that's gonna go off in the next act, and, <laughs> and not some kids in a bubble <laughs> that they don't you know have... is just. Oh, it, you know the toy. It's just a toy that they're waiting to make. Yeah. You know, it's like we yeah. we can make these cheaply, and we can, <laughs> we can mass produce them, and everyone can have a bubble from dress. I like I like but, what yeah. the older brother's main go-to for like flirting with girls is just staring at them like really hard staring (laughs) and his little brother goes nothing's going to happen if you stare at them he's like thanks a lot man and i'm like well what were you gonna do (laughs) nothing you loser (laughs) that's definitely something like a a teen like a 14 year old boy would do oh they got that on the money i feel like like that is the most teenage boy thing i've ever seen in my entire life I'm sure. I'm sure the director is like pulling that from his his actual life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering, yeah, this director. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just exactly. What I interpret I'm to be his attitude. I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. My specific point with the two boys too. It's just like, all right, like I know you need to change it up a little bit, I guess, just because it's a sequel. 
but but it's not it's not it's is it's changing it up just enough but it's also so derivative too it's like it's right. like the tim and lex thing all over again it's well like, yeah everyone really liked the sibling dynamic in the first jurassic yeah. park let's just throw some ancillary characters in <laughs> here have them never really connect up with the main storyline and uh and watch them get eaten by dinosaurs yeah, <laughs> yeah. nicole made a point on the jurassic park episode to, to talk about how spielberg made a point to like subvert like in the book i guess it's an older brother and a younger sister uh-huh. in the movie yeah. it's flipped and tim and, did everything and yeah. this it's like two boys and it's just like i don't know i guess in some ways that could be seen as like regressive yeah um not necessarily regressive but just being like i don't know it's just like two boys fighting dinosaurs it just feels like kind of like the entire history of cinema in a way <laughs> yeah i think i think that the the boys the the uh, invention of the boys and their storyline is totally like 100 percent the studio they say yeah. i don't think they, they say jurassic world this one's for the boys yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah they're like our main demo is 12 year old boys right. they're the ones that are gonna buy these toys let's just make it about like you know like the whole thing and that's why it never really like uh is cohesive with anything else it's like totally studio yeah. Just trying to make money. Vertical inter- integration, mm-hmm. if you will. Like, yeah, yeah, and it plays in yeah. like the whole cultural thing of being like, oh, only boys like toys and action figures and stuff, so let's uh-huh. target everything. Like even the uh yeah. Black Widow or Avengers toys and stuff. <laughs> There's like Yeah. Scarlett Johansson doesn't get her own action figure, but everybody else does so and stuff like that. <laughs> so I mean, in a way, if you were talking regression, uh we could like the character Claire, Bryce Dallas Howard Howard's character could be re- like regressive. Like Dr. Sattler was a as a scientist and like knew her shit and she saves the day in a lot of ways. And like, you know, also is brave enough to go face the dinosaurs by herself, but like Claire's like the opposite and um like she's money driven and like, you know, just very um very uh, two dimensional. Yeah. But also like, you know, like it goes to that trope of like a woman can't be powerful and a woman at the same time, you know, like she can't you know, like she has to be uh like all on and like you know a bitch or whatever you know like mm. like that element of it too. So like for me it's like yeah. I feel like her arc. Claire was. I feel like her arc gets completed in the end with her at least being brave and like being like the bait for the yeah. T Rex in that situation. Yeah, she's still. I mean, for me she's still Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, she's great. <laughs> I, I think I wrote in my notes like Bryce Dallas Howard. I love her as a director, and I'm starting to like her less as an actress these days. Yeah. Well, yeah. You say she's great, but how do you feel about Chris Pratt in this Connor? I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not a big fan of Chris Pratt. Every year that passes that he's still in movies, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I don't think he's interesting anymore. I think he should have just been in like two Guardians of the Galaxy movie and we should and Parks and Rec, and then we should have just kind of like pat him on the head and be like, good job, go go now somewhere else. But I don't know. I I, hmm. I don't get it. I I kind of don't get the Chris Pratt love anymore. I feel like it was very. 2015 and late yeah 2008 we're like 2000 and late <laughs> yeah 2000 late so i'm like so <laughs> gotta get that boom boom pow that played at my prom yeah and boom boom <laughs> and you know like i i like the idea of the, like a the theme was fergalicious i like the idea of like <laughs> yes. a basically a sea world like raptor handler type thing yeah well like the, i mean the, yeah the, it goes to the issue of like the two main characters like uh, not being scientists, right? It's like he's the yeah. action hero guy. He's the Muldoon at the same time. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. That's and, what I was gonna say. And sh- and she's kind of the, she's kind of the lawyer from Jurassic Park too. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like uh, yeah. So it, to me, it's like I don't know that that those choices were dumb. Let's just get to the dinosaurs. It's, it's a bunch <laughs> of Muldoons and lawyers. I think that's a really um interesting point. That literally it is like this yeah. corporate 
and the park itself yeah. is so sterile looking. Like I'm looking back mm-hmm. at the old Jurassic Park, and I was like, you have like the greens and the yellows and the reds are everywhere all over stuff. Like the jeeps are like iconic, and like the color scheme's cool. Mm-hmm. And this one's like yeah. gray, white, mm-hmm. concrete, blue, a little bit of <laughs> a blue lot of somewhere. Blue. Like everything oh, look, is so yeah. blue. Yeah, like more like white like stuff. And I'm like, this sucks. It has no personality. It's it's a mausoleum. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Yeah. Well, didn't I mean, they use. Didn't oh, they use ahead. the LA Zoo for some of it? Uh, like the probably. That's interesting. I think they, I think they used the entrance of the LA Zoo for it. Oh, maybe that's why I felt familiar. Where the ter- wait, do the pterodactyls come out in this one? I don't yes, they do. Yeah, they fly yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end, yeah, yeah. That's the LA Zoo, the entrance of the LA Zoo. That's fun. Ooh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> the sterile LA Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a few. Betty thoughts. White is spinning in her grave right now. <laughs> yeah. Too soon, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few thoughts on everything we just talked about. Hit with it. Like Chris Pratt, <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard, and the overall, like, like I feel like they're both characters that, um, more so Bryce Dallas Howard's character is based off of the story that they want to make and the points that they're trying to make with this movie. Uh, she is like she is the right character for that story in some ways. I could see how in their head at least how that makes sense because like Contravaro and Derek Connolly, like the other writer, are trying to talk about like corporatism and like capitalism and just like abusing all these like wonderful things and like the Indominus Rex is an example of like oh people just get like even there's even the line in the movie where it's just like oh people just want the next biggest thing I'm like I'm pretty sure people would be content with the dinosaur park yeah we'd all like, be I okay feel like this is extrapolating a little bit yeah <laughs> just like maybe really like, stall out the release of new dinosaurs like I'm pretty sure there were a yeah. lot of them so and like seeing those two like villain type characters become more heroic is interesting mm. in theory, but I don't even know yeah, if that was really theory. the intention because yeah, Chris <laughs> Pratt is like the Muldoon, except yeah. like Muldoon's never like a bad guy. He just seems kind of menacing and like he's tertiary at best, though. Yeah, you know, he's never like so. Yeah, I think I, th- I think that's an element of the um, the studio again, where it's like, well, everyone really responded well to Muldoon because he's a badass. Mm. So we need to make Chris Pratt a badass. I, <laughs> I still feel strong in that Chris Pratt's character in this has like some like the, all the skulls of the raptors who disobeyed him, like displayed in his home somewhere. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think he well, likes the raptors it's a little dark. A lot. Yeah. I think I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> My wife worked in rescue for ten years, and I, I know that the, if you work with uh, training animals at all, you do, you do not collect their heads. <laughs> well, the difference is those Muldoon aren't going to try to eat do you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. you don't. You ever wonder why there was a job opening, Jefferson? Because <laughs> they eat you. Don't turn your back to the podcast. Don't turn your back to the podcast. It's me and Tyler in a cage, oh. breathing heavily. <laughs> Um, why are you wearing (laughs) loincloths they're back in fashion has reversed that much that everyone's just wearing caveman clothes now so fun um no just uh what was i gonna say about bryce house house character oh and then the other side of her character too is like judy greer who mm-hmm. I love. Judy Greer should be in every movie ever. Her. And she has kind of like a thankless role in this, mm-hmm. uh, just being like the kid's parents. They have the whole conversation yeah. of being like, oh, Bryce Dallas Howard, like, you'll understand when you're a mom. And she's like, if I'm a mom. And then Judy Greer's like, when? it's worth it. You have to become a mom. 
And it's just like, <laughs> that's the other side of like womanhood that this movie's talking about that I'm just like, I don't know. It's just like, it just. But it's all, it's all very written by men. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like two men are talking about women this whole movie. And, and it's just like, this they can is only exist in right? these two forms. Yes. You know, right. Can, <laughs> yeah. full, full tilt boogie into the career our, or into motherhood. Our bosses yeah. or our wives. That's the two equations they have. Exactly. <laughs> or our moms. Or our moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Do do yeah. I see my boss as my annoying mom? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, my wife is my <laughs> boss. Uh. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, so it all just like bleeds to the surface. Mm-hmm. Uh so but then the other parts of this, like the environmental aspects, it's like I find interesting, but then like so I like I guess Conchavaro is very influenced by yeah, just like like I said, about like it's interesting that he's commenting on commercial exploitation when the whole movie is about a theme park, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's he's using that as the story, but at the same time, he's making this product for a massive corporation to sell to consumers to like be entertained. So this movie in itself is a theme park about a theme park, you know? So I find it, is it like, is the writing of the script, like his therapy for do it, taking the job? Yeah, that's (laughs) what you're right. It's like, I feel like he's thinking like, Oh, this is really smart, but then it doesn't really execute all the way through. And maybe that studio Mm. interference as well. But Mm. The whole like second half of this movie really doesn't have much of a theme. They're really just like it feels like Lost World again, where everyone's just running yeah. mm-hmm. and escaping, yeah. um, which yeah. is entertaining, but it doesn't really have like a yeah. point, <laughs> you know. I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that Lauren Lapkus is in this movie, and she they don't give her anything <laughs> to be funny at all. Yeah, she just almost gets kissed in the workplace, and that's yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like she's really really good. How come they gave her nothing? It's one of those movies where like they like you know. We have to give every bit part a name because we have so much money to throw at this. They gave the new girl yeah. guy so much dialogue. Oh, Jake Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. I but do that was like I like him in this. It was like season like between season one and season two of New Girl, right? It yeah, was like, he was he was at the height was, of his power. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's where that's like the, the indie casting stuff that like that I'm sure Trevor did coming from his background, like Lauren Lapkus and and uh, Jake Johnson, or it's like, oh, here's these like funny, like legit, like comedy people. Like, mm-hmm. let me put them in in this movie. Um, and Jake Johnson is absolutely like we're talking about fan service. Like, he is the fan service character, yeah. where he's wearing the Jurassic Park shirt, and like they make a whole scene about it that feels like a deleted scene, where it's just like, <laughs> all right, I don't know. Like, this goes on for quite some time. Well, I was talking to Brianna before we started the recording, and um, she was she was actually talking about that part of the movie and how um, she's like, I liked the approach to like, you know, what would the world be like twenty years after Jurassic Park actually happened, yeah. and like, and now they're trying to make the you know it happen again. Um, she's like, it that all kind of worked for me, yeah, mm-hmm. and the yeah, Jake Jake Johnson and the Dennis Nedry glasses. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was like. I expected more of a payoff from that. Like he yeah. was a traitor? Yeah. No, like, I mean, like, that he'd be at least a little more involved in the story. Like, Judy Greer showing up in the beginning and then, like, disappearing. It's like, oh, yeah. okay. Like, Bye. oh, you're just here. Yeah. 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 Well, they're talking about, like, okay, just another thing I wanted to bring <laughs> up is, like, the one of the most interesting things in this movie is the kids riding on the baby triceratopses. Yeah, that's in, like, the little. Di- that was grim. Yeah, kitty area because it's like yeah, this is just like a kitty ride and like dinosaurs are just another thing to be commodified. I'm like, oh, even seeing this for the first time, I'm like, that's an interesting thing. Are they gonna mm-hmm. talk about this ever again? No, it's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. 
Nope. So I know. That was the second unit someone came up with that idea. Yeah. <laughs> there's like it made the final cut. There's like a really strong angle that they could really go there with like exploitation of like these like extinct animals. I believe even one but one person says like they're extinct. They have no rights. Like we own them. I think that's the military guy who says that. And I'm like, right, like there, yeah. there's some angles we can explore here, but I feel like we just drop it in favor of being chased by the Indominus Rex. Yeah. 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 This, I mean, so much about the movies like that. Like, we're just like, oh, okay, we're just going to keep the, the tour keeps going. Like, when in the original, when they're doing the little the tour, and they're like, well, wait, what do you do with fertilization? You know, they have all these questions, but the tour keeps moving along. <laughs> you just have to going. barely touch on these things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't, can you? don't actually think about it. <laughs> think about yeah, exactly. Um, I think we should talk about some of the nostalgic stuff, some of the stuff that works and some that doesn't. Yeah. Well, for me, I, I, I don't think I can move forward until we talk about the elephant in the room, which is the helicopter crash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know where the pilot is. Oh, by the way, the pilot of the helicopter is played by the producer of the movie. Oh. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, that's kind of fun. like I would love to be like the helicopter guy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, like, what a left turn for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Zero payoff. Like, is there a scheduling conflict? Like, they, they cast him last minute, and they just, they're like, well, yeah, what if we just kill him off? And then, yeah, and then he can go do his other movie. Or Like, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. He spends a whole, like, really boring scene. Irfan Khan, who I really like in this movie. I'm like, he's a great, like, follow-up to Hammond. He is um, good. A lot better than Hammond's nephew in <laughs> Lost World. I don't... I don't think he had enough time on screen for me to judge. <laughs> right. I guess I just like his, like... can't make it to the finale. I like his I attitude and his, like, swagger, but he didn't yeah. have much of a character. He's, yeah, like, but, a cocky, charismatic yeah. uh, billionaire, obviously. Yeah. And seemingly, yeah. like, somewhat benevolent. Like, he's not yeah. the one that's really greedy. He's even doing this, like, some, like... He has some, like, philosophy about, like, wanting to but show people stuff. Dinosaurs Like stuff. I think, yeah, I think, like, with the, what you said, the... Um, what is it? The corporatization of everything, though. He's so out of touch, right? Too, right? Yeah. You know, he's like, like nope. just because he's been rich for so long, yeah. he has no idea what he's like. <laughs> I'll fly the helicopter, and, and he like <laughs> he a, a okay's the Indominus Rex to begin with, of being like, and then doesn't yeah. the genetic research guy? He even says to him like, "You just wanted more teeth. Like you you don't want things real. You want something scarier and bigger and meaner." Right. And yeah. so yeah. I'm like, he's definitely fallible in like the sense of he wants you know, to make more money still at the end of the day and make something big and mm -hmm. scary that he can put his name mm -hmm. on. Yeah, it maybe yeah. it was a scheduling conflict because it's he only has like four scenes. One scene, he's right. in the helicopter in the first place and he's just... And it seems like it's mostly stage scenes too. Right, you know? like, like he's just talking. There's just work. dialogue between him and Pricehouse Howard in the helicopter. And I'm like, well, this is obviously just on a stage. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's real easy stuff. And then he's like, yeah. I'm going to crash this helicopter. I'm going to crash this helicopter. <laughs> After doing like, there the goes speech. our only hope. Oh crap! Yeah! <laughs> it would have been so cool if he was just like suddenly really good at flying and like was like floating around the pterodactyls <laughs> and avoiding them all. Like that would be really He's exciting. chopping some heads off the <laughs> propeller be, of the it blade. Be, <laughs> it becomes Top Gun. Yeah. Highway to the Jurassic Zone. Where did Kenny Loggins come from? <laughs> <laughs> that would be very good. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I you know it, the one thing it does suffer from and going back to the nostalgia thing is like the original was like eight people on an island they cleared out everyone else right it's like yeah you either make it to the end you make it to the the helicopter or you don't and yeah. there's like you don't even they, they don't even change clothes in it right which they tried to do in this one too and like to a certain extent but it's like that's what was so great about it, it was like uh like a single like a short story you know like just a single outing mm -hmm. 
and when that went terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, but they yeah they they spread themselves pretty thin on this one. Because I think less time elapses in this movie than in the first Jurassic Park. Like I feel like Jurassic yeah. Park is like two and a half days, maybe three. Yeah, and then this one is, or maybe mm. it's maybe it's uh, like two days or something. But this one is definitely like one one and a half days. Well, you, yeah, you can't count the dig site if you count the dig site because oh. they, yeah, that's um, that's like more of like a a prologue, really. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what was the other nostalgia stuff I want to talk about? Oh, I do want to mention the the dumpy security guard who uh, is the one guy guarding the Indominus Rex right. uh, cage. Do I feel like that's like a callback to Nedry in some ways? And how I guess it's like, and that's a, just a 90s trope, more so than being something that right. should be in a movie still. Where <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah. The f- Paul, Paul Blart mall cops. <laughs> 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 yeah. The Indominus cage. It's like, oh, the heavier, like, kind of stupid guy that gets eaten because he's because uh, he's bigger and it's just like what about, uh, like pretty. When, he, what about <laughs> when he makes this like sad eye contact with Chris Pratt as he oh. just accepts <laughs> his death one of the most horrifying yeah. things I've seen in a long time they that's, just that's more of a callback to the opening scene where the uh, where they you know um, uh, move team step away gate team and the hand disappears and all that, yeah. Yeah. They do subvert it a little bit where the, somebody else gets killed first, but then, yeah, he's, like, sadly hiding behind the, the Jeep and then gets picked yeah. up in a yeah. weird CG thing. But um, there's something near that that I was uh, wanted to bring up, too, about just nostalgia stuff. Um, I'm a little uh, bummed that they didn't do anything with the Jeeps, really. Like, the kids, they just kind of drove they repaired them to the next spot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But they weren't really used in like a stunt or anything or, you know, anything really cool. They just kind of like, oh, wow, Jeep, fix it. And then they just transition to the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, he repurposes uh, the Jurassic Park theme for like the introduction of the park to like kind of be a meta thing. Like, the first time I saw this, I was upset because I'm like, they're going to use like the Jurassic Park theme just to show the park. Like, that's so frustrating. I don't care about the park. I just want to see the dinosaurs. But I'm like, <laughs> oh. I think that's kind of the point <laughs> yeah. where it's like, oh, look at this really cool park we made. And it's amazing. Like, here's the Jurassic. Like, you're talking about all the fan serviceness of it, Jefferson. Like, yeah, it's treating the people who go to Jurassic World as fans of the original movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, hey, this is what you wanted. Right. But then it's also like. And I'm... it was. It was everything. <laughs> I wanted. I just feel like there's something slight, slightly cynical in the background. It's like this is what you wanted, right? Like I kind of hate no, you still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. They can but definitely read what like you that. Want. <laughs> like you're the fans. You, you're the ones who would enable a creation like this, something that shouldn't exist because <laughs> you want to go there. You want to see it yourself with your grubby hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably like you know the the cynicism of a director who's given no creative freedom. Mm. Like bruising right. out into it, yeah. you know, like fine. Here's the fucking shot you wanted. Yeah, it's like as much as you <laughs> say you're afraid you would never endorse this place, you'd go there, you'd buy the coffee mug, you'd go <laughs> see the giant like dinosaur feeding show, like you'd do it all because you do it every time you go to a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the difference between riding a baby Triceratops for fun and paying twenty dollars for Genie Plus, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> for Disney Plus. <laughs> For two rides, him and Lily both they paid a total of forty dollars to get fast passes 40? or lightning lane access on two rides. You have to pay for fast passes now. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, so I got all my cool like photos. Corporatization. And, oh my yeah, exactly. god. Yeah, it's uh, it's gone the way of Jurassic World uh, lately. Well, we need Still to release. Love... We need to release Mickey Mouse. Then he needs to tear apart the town. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can ride Mickey Mouse for twenty dollars. <laughs> 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 How else would I get I mean, my photo pass photos? <laughs> yeah. You, um, you got twenty dollars, kid? You can hop on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Hands above the waist though. <laughs> Hands above the waist. Nothing funny. <laughs> Not this time. Not this time. <laughs> I can elaborate further <laughs> on that, but I won't. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think, I think that leave the rest of the imagination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just to go back to Chris Pratt for a second, I was really trying to evaluate his performance here because it was really at the time when I, this came out right after Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, you it know, was he, after. Yeah, right after, and he, you know, he was on Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and he was not incredibly buff and fit. Uh, in right. that show, he's more yeah. comic. He's kind of like lived most of his career before that as like more comic roles, mm-hmm. and then suddenly yeah. he's like a big action star. Um, mm-hmm. And just looking at this movie, it feels like even more so because I guess Guardians of the Galaxy is more he's more silly in. So there's like mm-hmm. a better transition point in the Lego Movie. He was the main voice in that. Oh, he's good in the Lego Movie. Yeah, and then this one he's supposed to be like straight and narrow, kind of like. He's a little funny, but he's more so just like I'm the hero, like almost like a John Wayne, right. like very serious, <laughs> but like kind of, but like a corporate mandate, like Chris, don't be funny. Yeah, we will replace you if you're funny. We and like I was, you. I was thinking earlier too. It's like this was the first time I saw him in his like full uh, leading man makeover too, yeah. where it's like. Oh, your cheekbones are a little pointier, and like, are you wearing blush? And like, your jawline's yeah, a little Tyler, more like structured. Tyler, move a little bit yeah. to the right so we can get a full look at his face. Oh yeah, yeah. There oh, we go. Okay, it's my background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then angles like this where it's like, uh, like only shoot him in hero angles, you mm-hmm. know, like and good and good lighting. We don't want anything to be wrong with his face when yeah. we shoot him. Nothing yeah. to be wrong with his face. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, you know, he got the Tom Cruise makeover. Yeah, and then uh, and then shortly after this, I remember he and his wife uh, at the time uh, divorced mm-hmm. uh, Anna Ferris, and like she's a comedic actress too, and uh, and like she had had more success than him at that point. Yeah, um, though it was like you know like a little waning at that point, and um, she was never like gunning to be the next Nicole Kidman or what you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he got, I think it was when he's doing. Guardians of the Galaxy or, th- or this one, he like sent out a tweet saying like I haven't slept in three days and like I'm going to another press junket and like uh, you know I'm just living my best life right now and this is what it's all about and I was like oh you just you totally drank the Kool Aid on becoming a movie star well and uh, that's what I was, and and that's yeah. why you're getting a divorce now uh, yeah that's what I was thinking like who like you're saying like he went into like full movie star mode like I just can't yeah. imagine the like. Let alone the physical transformation, but like the mental and emotional transformation of being like, I'm a leading man now when I was like the supporting silly guy. But also, like, it's not just like it's been given to you, it's the thing you've wanted your entire life. Because there's so many people competing for that. It's like, I want to be that person. And you've been given the, you know, the the free pass to Hollywood. He's been forged in the fires of Marvel cinema, and now he is among us, this new breed, (laughs) this creature we call Chris Pratt. Yeah. 
And he does, and like you know, there's an element of not wanting to screw it up or like you know let someone else come in and swoop it, you know, yeah. out of out from underneath mm-hmm. him. But um, but like yeah, when he like broke up with Anna Ferris, even though she's not a great actress to my <laughs> mind, but uh, uh, I was really like, I was really bummed out. I, I it always bums me out when like a couple you think is funny yeah. breaks up, like when Amy Poehler and um, Will Arnett Will Arnett broke up. I was I was devastated. I was like, they're a power couple of comedy. Yeah, I really liked them together too. I was like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like that was just like good canon in my head that that they're together. I'm like, of course, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I remember I went into an old ne- or a gap once, and uh, and when they were still together, and they were like like, like a couple on the 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 posters up in there. Like, oh, you did the ad campaign together. That's awesome. Oh, cute. <laughs> yeah, comedy power couple. Well, yeah, can only hope it was for the best. I guess I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure well, I'm if sure neither of them were sure. happy, then it was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they are people, not comedians yeah <laughs> yeah just certain like to i was really like micro analyzing pratt's <laughs> performance in this just because it is his like star turn i think yeah that's like the most serious turn yeah. like yeah, guardians is like his makeover. star turn but like this is his yeah. most serious and he does like certain mannerisms that feel a little bit more comic and like um exaggerated than you would like expect from just like very straight and narrow so it's like it just feels like he's like still learning it but yeah he's adjusting i didn't like incredibly dislike him i was just like i think he's okay in this movie he's fine but he does certain things where he's like he's there's like a profile shot of him and he's like sticking his neck away a lot out (laughs) it's just like like trying to like talk to somebody like with an attitude and it's just like okay like i can't tell if that's like an intentional thing where it's like he's trying to be a little silly in the scene (laughs) he's also on parks and reg for like what eight years exactly yeah so he's like (laughs) erasing certain mannerisms in his head to like i'm just projecting all of this but he could just just be imitating uh, a raptor by sticking his neck out at people (laughs) yeah but he just does certain things like that i'm like oh no like that's not the exact like action figure move that you should do if you want to be this like leading man thing you know but uh, what would tom cruise do right right so (laughs) I'm not trying to like be critical. I'm just uh, I just find that whole transformation interesting in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I remember like the first few shots of him. I was like, oh, oh no. Like when I saw it in the theater, it's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, so yeah, you're you're a movie star now. I have to embrace that. But mm-hmm. like, be funny a little bit for me while you're here. <laughs> it's like he retrained his brain to be an action star, and then now we have to retrain all of our brains to see that. <laughs> it's know? like yeah. Anakin turning into Darth Vader kind of vibe. No, no, it's no, not. It's not. <laughs> 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 we don't we don't talk about that here. Thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's almost all we talk about here, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> all right, this isn't my house. <laughs> Do we talk about Jimmy Buffett? Oh, uh, sure. Indifferent about Dim- Jimmy Buffett. Hate Star Wars. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I like Jimmy Buffett. I don't like Margaritaville, the restaurant. It's pretty awful. I, we went there at Universal City Walk. Have you and done I the slide into the giant margarita, though? No, not at what the, not the Vegas. I haven't been to the Vegas one. In, that yeah, the Vegas good. one has a, a giant slide, water slide into a margarita. Is it the people edible margaritas? <laughs> no, it's just water. Oh, okay, but the cup Christ. is like that, that glowing green color. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna be really nervous. Or, you know, when people pool, are paying to like, like slide into like a giant margarita. I'm like, that sounds like it hurt. <laughs> like, I don't think I want to do that. You have to drink your way no out. No need to salt the rim. <laughs> you have to drink your way out. <laughs> <laughs> just these like floating bodies inside the margarita. <laughs> your, your body's just soaked with margarita on the inside. <laughs> I just picture some kid watching his mom do this. <laughs> mom, marinated in marg. 
Not again, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see when you jump into the giant margarita. <laughs> when you're old enough, son, you'll get it. I have to take nine showers down to get the stickiness off. Judy Greer says, you will. It's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> uh, what else have we not talked about? Vincent D'Onofrio, I think he's fun in this. He's a little one note and like just villainous. but By design, yeah. Yeah. But he does little things that just is like, uh, this script is kind of boring. He like moves his arms around in interesting ways to like, yeah. get his point across. Ways. You know, it's probably goes back to like, you know, he's probably a difficult actor, right? And yeah. then he's got this guy who's only done one film before, and he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck with this guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is how I'm going to get through my days. <laughs> Was he on Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I do like him. Uh, I think I think the tri- uh, the sequel or the Jurassic World movies. Uh, yet to see Dominion, but I think they do a good job of carrying on the in-gen bald boys uh, <laughs> trope <laughs> of just being like, <laughs> just being like white dudes who are like villainous and being like, we want Agro. the dinosaurs for bad reasons. <laughs> you know, what if you put yeah. pterodactyl wings on a T-Rex? What are you waiting for? Do it. <laughs> yeah, can't wait for uh, to talk about. Fallen Kingdom because Buffalo Bill's in it. Oh yeah, he as is. the bad guy. So uh, Ted Levine, but Wild Horses. What else is there in this movie? We That's can talk about the Indominus it. Rex if you guys want. Oh that hey, I guess like you're right. Point. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, honestly though, like for me, in a lot of ways, it it's it's not important what they made. You know, it's like, oh okay, mm. this is the villain this time. Let me eat some more popcorn <laughs> and wait for him to chomp. You know, like <laughs> yeah. This is the first yeah. one. They don't really need to go into detail, but this is the first movie where they like wholesale created a new dinosaur instead yep. of recloning something with frog DNA. But to the point of making their frog DNA thing, there is one line when they're like, oh, that's why nothing looks like exactly you would think it would if it was a real oh, dinosaur yeah, because yeah. we fused it. I think B.D. Wong says that. Yeah, he does. He, like, he looks directly at you, the audience, and says, we know <laughs> this isn't what velociraptors look like. But, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's during the monologue. Everything in him not to wave and say hi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I missed you. I missed you. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> that that's his, his monologue to the billionaire guy. That's part of it with him. With him just being like, they don't even mm. look like this. You like, you just wanted us to give everyone like their perceived version of dinosaurs and then make them scarier. <laughs> He's like, and I did it, and I like it, but. <laughs> Yes, the Dominus Rex fused by a bunch of different things. It's supposed to be a big reveal that he's p- that the Dominus Rex is part Raptor, Raptor too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know it's more stuff that they're trying to comment on with the Indominus Rex. It's like the theme vehicle where it's mm-hmm. just like oh this thing was not raised with any other creature, uh, so it was not socialized. So it's basically like a serial killer mm-hmm. dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's a sociopath dinosaur. It's killing yeah. for sport. <laughs> <laughs> honestly like when that long neck i don't know what kind of dinosaur it was but the long neck dinosaur is dying i'm mm-hmm. like this is pretty sad yeah it's pretty brutal that whole scene with like just like the field covered in dead brontosaurus is a sad yeah it's like it's like a true crime scene like, yeah <laughs> he killed like the whole dinosaur family here the indominus did mm-hmm. he's just like is killing everything so uh, i think i think it's effective it's like a really menacing thing yeah i like i like the part a lot as well when the um actual t-rex burst through the spinosaurus um skeleton did you guys notice yeah. that uh-huh i didn't notice that it was a spinosaurus but yeah it's a spinosaurus sure you little... did Connery. It yeah, it was, it's a little bit of revenge with like him breaking through that being like i'm still the best <laughs> and I'm like yeah yeah, well, yeah I mean, 
That's the, that's the takeaway from the movie, right? Yeah. I'm <laughs> still yeah, the fuck best. with T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. Um, going to the T-Rex, that was the one last thing I, I remembered I wanted to comment on was the glowing eyes of the T-Rex. I was so happy when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, my old friend, you're back. Exactly. It was like, oh, yeah, victory lap. Here we go. <laughs> victory lap in high heels. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Do you guys? And then, yeah. Huh? Oh, go for it, Tyler. Oh, just the whole fight scene at the end uh, mm. after everyone's evacuated miraculously <laughs> on one <laughs> boat. Um, the T Rex goes and fights the Indominus, and then Blue, the Velociraptor, joins too. Mm-hmm. And then they, and then the Mosasaurus comes, and it's just all yeah. like pitch Spoiler perfect word. and like unrealistic. <laughs> but I don't really care. It's just it's an entertaining fun. movie. Yeah. Uh, and then the T Rex and Velociraptor. I'm like, what are they gonna like high five now? They do like a tail slap. They do like an elaborate <laughs> tail slap. Bop 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 bop. Yeah. I was honestly waiting for something like that to happen because especially the Velociraptors feel more like characters in this, mm-hmm. and I don't really. Yeah care for that because what i like so much about jurassic park is like oh they're animals they're really really smart but they're they're not human you yeah. know like yeah but and blue's such like a focal point going forward it's like the this yeah. series is merchandising mascot. is yeah. such a focal point going forward. <laughs> forcible merchandising i was <laughs> yeah. i was gonna ask what you guys think of the raptor team of blue delta alpha and minor key or whatever the last one is <laughs> It's minor B, key. B flat. B flat. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're uh, fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I mean, like the motorcycle and all that, like with them running by him and all that. I was like, man, I'm good yeah. on this. Get to the T Rex, please. Yeah. What if <laughs> that they was idea? like rocket launchers to the Velociraptors instead of just Ooh. night vision cameras? <laughs> the Rocketeerosaurus. <laughs> just, hey, there you go. They all have jetpacks. <laughs> And tiny little arms. <laughs> <laughs> Big little arms. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned on the Jurassic Park 3 episode, but the vo- motorcycle sequence is uh, something that was scrapped from that movie. They're like, let's mm. put it in this. Mm. Do you feel like it landed? Yeah, I think... Did you get like the tinglys? I'd be like, this is the this is badass? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Um, same with the, the Indominus having like chameleon-like abilities. It's something from the Lost World novel mm. that Michael uh, Crichton wrote. Uh, uh, so I don't know. The Indominus Rex has like OP <laughs> powers, yeah, uh, and all of the security guards are using little nets to try to capture it. So that works great. Yeah, I, th- I think it's <laughs> shoot to kill should be authorized at this point. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that's the whole point. Chris Pratt keeps on being like, "You need to just kill this thing." Yeah, me, the person who trains and like really likes dinosaurs, you need to just kill this thing because it will kill everything else. Well, it's not even a real dinosaur. It's literally just a monster. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's like saying Frankenstein didn't have feelings, you know? Well, <laughs> like... He had feelings. He was a human. He had a soul. This thing is a little Frankenstein was a killer. scientist. Yes. Frankenstein was a scientist. And Thank he you. Frankenstein's monster and feelings as like time went on. He is a, a monstrosity. He was brought back to life and it's scary and wrong, but he has feelings, but the Indominus Rex is a literal breathing monster it just lives to kill. Well, that's the comment is that because it wasn't socialized mm. and they didn't train it properly, like to be socialized in nature, it was uh. more so the human impact on it. It's not that it was born to be a serial oh, killer. I thought it was just like raised to like, you know, Although just, some, it's nature, I guess. That's at least like Colin Trevorrow's point that he was saying about it. But then also there's a whole like villain origin in the beginning of this movie where it's like, 
when when the Indominus Rex is born and it like eats the other Indominus Rex like in the egg or yeah. whatever. Yeah, mm. so like it's and its, it's like, nature to like kill them. Like it's it's just there. So uh, his the director's point was that it was hum- humans like not socializing it. They only care about money. But maybe the studio notes and everything yeah. wanted to add a sequence and stuff like that. That kind of just goes against yeah. the point of everything. <laughs> I'd like some yeah. moment with it like almost like experiencing some kind of like socialization with like blue or another dinosaur, maybe like focusing it more finding like the raptors and being like calming down a little bit almost. But then like getting like shot at or something or like the raptors turning Uh on it and it like losing its mind. Like the, the beauty killed the beast moment. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of thing. It does have a soul. Yeah. Like it does have a soul. Like it does have feelings. (laughs) Like the difference is you see Frankenstein does have feelings. The Indominus Rex is never shown to have feelings. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the, yeah, in the end, they just wanted the fanboy showdown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And like, there's so many, yeah, there's so many threads in this that never pay off or go anywhere that like, it was always just a chase movie, right? You know, it was always just like a, oh shit, get away from the dinosaur yeah. movie. <laughs> there are, yeah. there, there's more ho- effective horror moments in this than I originally thought about. Mm. Like, I do think it works, at least for me, where like when the kids are in the ball and like the younger, <laughs> the older brother's like, oh, whatever, like Claire Deering's our aunt, we could do whatever. <laughs> and then the Dominus shows up and like his whole head just shows up in front of the ball. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's really effective because it's just like, what if I was there? Like, this would be, like, yeah. the most horrifying thing I'd ever seen. I like when it tries to eat the ball with its mouth, and it's just like, ah! Yeah. Uh, it's, it, to me, that was, like, throwing back to the where the, the power goes out of the T-Rex paddock, as you can see behind me in my background. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids, you know, like, you're trying to turn the flashlight off, that whole moment. Yeah. Um, and then it crashes through the, the moonroof. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, everything about the kids, I hated. And that ball. I really hated that ball. <laughs> I, really hate that ball. <laughs> I really do hate that ball. <laughs> yeah. I don't say this often, but I hated ball. <laughs> it's a gyrosphere. It will keep you level no matter what, except when it doesn't. <laughs> it's a ball. It's a hamster ball. <laughs> there needs to be a little water dispenser in there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. I guess my last note is that I think the music's pretty good. Yeah. They got a lot my- of, like, the piano, like, solo- sad soliloquy mm-hmm. songs of the Jurassic Park theme. One of my favorite iterations of the Jurassic Park song, just being sad pianoed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the Mad World treatment, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Donnie Darko of Jurassic Park. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With a T-Rex being the unlikely hero. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. He does I'm find not- it kind of funny. He finds it kind of sad. <laughs> the <laughs> the which he's eating guy. everyone are the best he's ever had. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the music is by uh, Michael Giacchino, who I always said Giacchino, but I double checked his oh, Twitter, yeah. and I guess it is Giacchino, mm. according to oh, him. Oh, you know, like, uh, yeah, uh, similar spelling to Jida de Laurentiis, and she goes by Jida and not Giada. Oh. Or uh, what does is, what is, uh, John Travolta call Adina Menzel? Adele Dazeen. <laughs> Adele. How did you know that just off the top of your head? Because it was really memorable for the theatrical community when he did that. And everyone it's was like, wow. It's because Connery loves Rent. That's why. Yeah. And That's Wicked. Why. And Wicked. First of all, didn't even know she was in Rent until the uh, until like I, I saw some. I looked up uh, how many minutes were in a year. Moo with me, like, Jefferson. Hey. Moo with me. Oh, God. Cringe with me, Connery. Cringe. No. It's funny. <laughs> 
but yeah, he does a good job of like threading that needle of being nostalgic, but also having like some uh, quality music. Um, yeah. Some some of how it's used yeah. is a little silly, like when the T Rex is getting eaten or like uh, attacked by the Indominus at the end, and is losing until Blue. until Blue comes back. It's like it's like the f- okay. Prepare yourself, Jefferson. I'm about to make a, a Star Wars <laughs> reference, but it's like when when Anakin's eh. in the Jedi Temple and the Jedi Temple's falling. <laughs> like it sounds so dramatic when the T Rex is getting attacked. It it's really like, is. I don't know that reference. I'm happy. <laughs> That's okay. What's something oh, about okay. that I don't know? There you go. Yeah. Well, now you know. There's a Jedi Ooh. Temple of Doom. Yeah, <laughs> it does become the Jedi Temple of Doom, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's Order sixty six happens, and a whole lot of dark stuff follows it. Mm-hmm, Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's no short mean. round to uh, snap Anakin out of it. Yeah. Mm. Slaughters everyone. Yeah. Short round. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of short round, everything, everywhere, all at once. When that becomes a trilogy, I would love to be on the, uh, on the podcast for that. Yes. I'd love I, for that to keep going. Right? And the, everybody would. The Rakakuni <laughs> spinoff. Rakakuni. Rakakuni. Sell shirts. <laughs> Let's go get your raccoon back. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it part's so awesome. Yeah. Oh, but like the the hot dog fingers world, just yeah. a, a movie, just like the, like a an indie film that's just the two of them in that apartment yeah. in the hot dog world, <laughs> like a la Zendaya. <laughs> so just Zendaya. It's literally just uh, Euphoria, but they all have hot dog fingers. <laughs> yeah, we uh, live in a hot dog world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, we do. Yes, we do. Because we are living. But even, so, so Jamie Lee Curtis has carpal tunnel and has a brace, right? Mm-hmm. In, the, uh, in the regular world, yeah, or the one we know. And then uh, in Hot Dog World, she when she's playing the piano, she has a brace on her hand because she has carpal tunnel in her hand or in her, her foot. foot. Sorry, yep, yeah, she has she has oh. a brace on her foot. <laughs> it's funny. I like the level of detail for that. Yeah, it's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. Film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I can't one of those wait until the fourth movie when they change it drastically. <laughs> every <laughs> every I don't know. Everything, everywhere, all at world. All at world. <laughs> Nothing, never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, never, ever, stop, stop. <laughs> well, on that um, weak attempt at a joke. Thanks. Wow. I was say it was directed by the Dennises. Yes. Dennises? <laughs> oh. Instead of the Daniels, because the fourth it. one. Yeah. <laughs> the Dennises. <laughs> okay, another weak attempt at a joke. No, I was saying me. I was saying me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we all want to suffer together, we can all say <laughs> it didn't work. Um, it, do either of you have final notes before we before we wrap up the episode? After you, Jefferson. Uh, yeah, it, I think for me, the final note would be like, don't recommend this movie. Uh, it was a moment, right, for me. And it, yeah. even that moment is gone. And like even watching it now, it's like, eh, the CGI sucks. And like, oh, Chris Pratt doesn't make sense. And like, you know, like <laughs> you just pick it apart now. But in the moment when it came out, it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Not popular opinion either, but I mean, it was a blockbuster, I guess. Yeah, looking at it now and so much of it's like daytime stuff and the CG doesn't. Uh, yeah. It yeah. doesn't age super well. But yes. Yeah. Connery? But yeah, it was, it was a oh. moment. Connery's thoughts. <laughs> log day 121 <laughs> um well not actually that that's to be wildly wrong it's a day 122 um well i like parts of this movie i guess um it's fun seeing uh different people in it um i like bryce dallas howard i think she's a good actress and i like her director turn these days so she's fun to see in this um 
I'm not a big Chris Pratt fan. I I don't know. I, he just doesn't gel well with me at all. I know a lot of people yeah. like him, but I'm just like really lukewarm about him these days. Lukewarm to like my outright being like I don't like him some days. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I feel I feel like I stick by my thing that I said at the beginning, where it just feels like someone's puppeting like like look Jurassic Park it's back this is like this like flopping T-Rex body being like shoved at my face I'm like uh, okay <laughs> like it certainly looks like the old Jurassic Park sometimes when it when its head isn't like <laughs> dislodged out of its socket or something but I it's not a movie I continually would go back to and watch again it's I don't know yeah, yeah. but Tyler oh I like that final analogy because I feel like that's the what it seems to be Colin Trevorrow's intention with the movie mm. of being like, check out this corpse of Jurassic Park. You like it, right? Everybody loves it. But then also <laughs> trying to make an entertaining movie at the same yeah. time. It's just like a movie made about made by someone who seems to want to make a point about like, yeah. not and so it, much that they, that he hates Jurassic Park, but he's trying to use it to make a message about corporate filmmaking, which is kind of cool in a way because he mm. didn't, was only doing indie stuff before this, but at the same time, it feels like disdain for the audience that wants yeah, to go see and, this and thing. I, I guess extent. like it landed then because I don't like the movie, so congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> like you right. did it. I don't like right. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went on to direct the third one. So like, yeah, I don't know that that was his intention. And uh, lest was... we forget the book of Henry. <laughs> oh yeah, the book of, of course, the book of Henry. We mustn't forget to read the book of Henry. Mm. <laughs> Tally, though, what are your final thoughts? Oh, yeah. Uh, just one last thing. I, we mentioned a little bit the Mosasaur death scene with, uh, with the... Uh, Indominus. Uh, no, with uh, the, the assistant who's oh, like, trying to look oh, after the, the kids. Who's from he, the show Merlin, and she's fantastic oh. in that show. Wouldn't know from this movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no offense to her. She just doesn't have much to do. No, she but, has uh, a lot of meat to chew on in the Merlin show. She's great. Yeah. The director just wanted... He's quoted, uh, let's <laughs> have someone... Huh? <laughs> There's a joke there. A lot of meat to chew on in Merlin. <laughs> a lot of meat to chew on in this one too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the director is quoted as saying, "Let's have someone die who just doesn't deserve to die at all." Aww. And I'm like, okay. I mean, sure, but I don't think most people like that. <laughs> I didn't really care for it. Yeah, I, I remember I was I was really happy when I saw her, and I was really sad when she died. I'm like, oh, she's really good. Why don't they just waste her like that? Yeah, but. Final, final note. Yeah, I don't really care for this movie. I think the actors are are fine. Um, yeah, it's it's less bad than I remember it being. I think it's it's okay. That's Maybe good. I will even rewatch it eventually at some point and then be mm. like, not really pay attention to it. Um, I guess there's some minor. It's more. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I want to come back and like examine what they were going for, even though it's not executed well. Um, yeah. Yeah, and on a final final note, there's more <laughs> there's more car ads in this movie than the than the <laughs> Twilight franchise. <so. laughs> there's a Margaritaville ad too. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> wasting away. Um, happy, every hour is happy hour at Margaritaville. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to our episode on Jurassic World. Stay tuned for next week for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Jefferson Fugit, or should I say Jefferson Goldblum? Oh. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, on this chaotic discussion <laughs> of Jurassic World. I feel like that's how my episodes always go. Uh. <laughs> but, you know, podcasting finds a way. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug before we go? Uh, me? No. 
Um, oh, no, made for loves. I'm gonna just double down on that. Yeah, made for love is great. Watch Bring it, it back for maybe a it'll get season. resurrected. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone can shake its dead corpse around next year. <laughs> <laughs> so shake its corpse around next year. <laughs> Connie, what do you have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy Long Dead podcast. You should probably check out Starship <laughs> and Paula. It's an actual play role play game podcast where me and four other friends played the Starfinder game. You can find it on SoundCloud or the Apple Podcast app. Tyler, what do you have to plug? You should bring back Starship and Paula. I, I should bring it back, but with a bunch of malice about the original. Yes, one. like co- have a lot of commentary on my storytelling <laughs> ability and like all that stuff. And just pick it all apart for yeah, no reason. I, I won't feel sad at all. <laughs> Or extremely hurt in any way. But yeah, check out Starship and Paula. It rules. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Tiami Vice for any photos that I've been putting up. Uh, follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias, all of them. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts to help us grow the show. Like and subscribe so you can get every single new episode. Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. And until next time. Hey there, I'm Jimmy Fallon, and welcome aboard the Gyrosphere, an amazing machine made possible <laughs> by science. Your safety is our main concern, which is why you are behind this invisible barrier system. I forgot all about things like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Vertical integration. Drop it this game. Watch out. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>